Welcome to the Man Cave. It's the Man Cave Football Podcast with Dan Gasper. It is another episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast, and I am your host, Dan Casper. As always, I'm excited about this episode. We are finishing up top 100 NFL players of all time, according to me, only me, nobody else. So if you don't like it, you only got one person to complain to, but it's been a fun project, and we're wrapping it up with this uh, with the final 20 picks here as we get closer and closer to the start of the 100th season in the NFL. So perfect timing here, but uh, this is what we're going to be dedicating this episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast to is the final 20 selections of my top 100 players of all time. Something I know maybe some of you have been waiting for, but uh, let's get at it right away. Let's get into it right away. So coming in at number Twenty. We got an offensive guard. Offensive guard making the top twenty, highly viewed as maybe the best guard in football history. John Hanna from the New England Patriots, nineteen seventy three to nineteen eighty five. Two time first team uh, All American in college. Nine time Pro Bowler. Ten time first team All Pro. NFL's seventy fifth anniversary All Time Team. Seventies and eighties All Decade Team. Played in 183 games, widely regarded as maybe the best guard to have ever played in the National Football League. Coming in at number 20, New England Patriots guard John Hanna making the top 20 list, uh, according to me. So, number 19, going on the other side of the ball. Going to go on the defensive side. Defensive end, Deacon Jones making the list at number 19, uh, longtime Rams uh, defensive end, a uh, little stints there with the Chargers and ending up his career with the Washington Redskins. Deacon Jones, eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 1967 and 1968, 75th anniversary all-time team, and the 60s all-decade team, played in 191 games. And remember, he played during the era where they didn't keep track of the uh, the stat for sacks. They didn't keep track of sacks. You watch some of the film on him, though. Whew, he had that uh, little head slap uh, on the offensive lineman. <laughs> Good luck getting away with that uh, in today's game. Dude was a monster, six foot five, two hundred and sixty five pounds when he played. Just a beast, Deacon Jones. Maybe one of the more uh, imposing and scary football players. Uh, of all time, the Secretary of Defense, Deacon Jones, coming in at number 19. And got to mention this too, George Allen uh, called him the greatest defensive end of modern football. So there you go, back in the day. Number 18. Number 18, going to go throw it uh, way back, no pun intended, with this one, with the with the throwing reference. Okay, bad joke. Uh, Sammy Baugh, quarterback, coming in uh, at number 18. Washington Redskins quarterback uh, from 1937 to 1952. Two-time NFL champion in 37 and 42. Uh, Six-time first-team All-Pro. Two-time second-team All-Pro. Was the NFL Player of the Year twice in 1947 and 1948. Led the NFL in passing yards four-time. Passing uh, touchdowns twice. Three-time NFL passer rating leader. And uh, eight-time NFL completion percentage leader. Uh, in the 40s. Um, he's uh, 
listed to the 75th anniversary all-time team and the 1940s all-decade team. Sammy Baugh, if you look at his numbers, he's actually got more interceptions than touchdowns, 187 to 203. But look at the era that uh, he played in. He was one of the best quarterbacks of all time during a game or during an era where they were still kind of figuring out the passing passing attack. But Sammy Ball was pretty dang good at it, and that's why he's landing in at number 18 on this list. Number 17. Uh, we're going to go back to the defensive line. Going to go back to the to the seventies mostly. Joe Green, me, Joe Green, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, part of that Steel Curtains teams of the Steelers of the seventies, coming in next on the list here at number seventeen. Uh, it's just a just a monster again on that defensive line of the Steel Curtain. Six foot four, two hundred and seventy five pounds, four time Super Bowl champion, ten time Pro Bowler, five time first team All Pro, three time second team All Pro, two time NFL. Defensive Player of the Year also was the Defensive Rookie of the Year in 69. But he also made the 70s All-Decade Team and the 75th Anniversary All-Time Team. So uh, Mean Joe Green, uh, defensive uh, lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers of those loaded, loaded Steelers uh, Steelers teams of the 70s, especially on the defensive side, the Steel Curtain. Joe Green coming in at number 17. Now number 16 here might uh might turn a few heads. Uh he is the only he's one of two one of two active players still in the game. And I I know this pick is probably going to make people either chuckle, people maybe even, you know, say no that that's just awful. There's there's no credibility to that pick, but you know what? Doesn't matter. It's my selection. At number 16 Quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Now, is that high for him? Probably, maybe a little bit for some of you. But there's no denying the fact that Aaron Rodgers may be the most physically gifted, talented quarterback to have ever played the game. His legs, his arm strength, his accuracy, his mental ability to play that quarterback position. I mean, name one thing he can't do other than maybe be the fastest quarterback out there like a Mike Vick or or whatever in his prime. Dude's still pretty elusive, pretty quick. And when he looked like that, when he came in the league and he was a backup to Brett Favre, didn't really look like that part either. He didn't. But something clicked and the coaching uh, worked with him and uh, he's been a pretty dang good quarterback. And if it were me, I think he's the most talented quarterback to have ever played the game. If you're talking about the most talented quarterback to have ever played the game, I think Aaron Rodgers is that guy because of all the intangibles that he has. Able to move around in the pocket, the scrambling ability, throwing on the run, uh, the accuracy, the arm strength, all that stuff. It's just it's ridiculous. These are some of the NFL records he already holds. Career passer rating, 103.1. Single season passer rating, 122.5. He's got a 4.23 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. 1.5 lowest uh, interception, 1.5 interception percentage for a career. And then last this past season, 402 consecutive passes without an interception. He's already got statistics of 338 touchdown passes to just 80 interceptions. 
27 rushing touchdowns. Now he's not going to be. I don't. I don't think he's going to break records for for passing touchdowns and passing yardages because he's missed some games. But he's a two-time MVP, seven-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ, two-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro. Uh, I just think in terms of his physical talent and just his overall talent, he is the best quarterback in terms of pure talent. And that's why he comes in at number 16 on my list. There's still a few more quarterbacks above him. Still a few more quarterbacks above him. At number 15, I think he was probably the most, I guess you could say, threatening, not threatening, but dangerous quarterback or dangerous player during my youth in the 90s. He was the guy that maybe you you always had your eyes on and, and could literally carry a team on his back, possibly. Maybe the most dangerous player in the game. And that's running back Barry Sanders. You got Barry Sanders, Detroit Lions running back coming in at number 15, 10-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, four-time second-team All-Pro, uh, most valuable player co-MVP with Brett Favre that year in 1997. Uh, finished up his career with 15,269 Rushing yards, 99 rushing touchdowns, 5 yards per carry. 5 yards per carry. I don't think there's any doubts that many people believed if he didn't retire early, pretty good bet that he would be the all-time rushing leader in NFL history. For my money, maybe the most elusive running back in the game. The human joystick. He was a video game. He was a video game when he played. I would have loved to have seen his numbers if he would have played maybe a couple or a few more seasons in the NFL. A lot of people view Barry Sanders as the best running back to have ever played the game. He's up there for me, and that's why he's at number 15 right now, Barry Sanders, uh, coming in at my list at number 15. Number 14, we've got another quarterback, another quarterback coming in, throwing it back to the 40s and the 50s, Cleveland Browns quarterback Otto Graham. Otto Graham coming in at number 14, uh, three-time champion, four-time first-team All-Pro, uh, second-team All-Pro once, three-time NFL Most Valuable Player, uh, was a five-time Pro Bowler as well, named to the 50s All-Decade Team, 75th Anniversary Team. Uh, kind of fitting that you know he wore number 14. He comes in at number 14, I guess, on my list here too. But, uh, you know, again, played during an era where I think they're trying to figure out the passing game, but started to figure it out a little bit more uh, during Otto Graham's career with the Browns there. But uh, definitely one of the best quarterbacks to have ever played in NFL history and one of the best players to have ever played in NFL history. So coming in at number 14, I'm going to go Otto Graham. Number 13, Going back to the other side, uh, going back to the defensive side, and going with the best inside linebacker in NFL history. Inside linebacker in NFL history, and that's Dick Buckus from the Chicago Bears. Eight-time Pro Bowler, six-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, was the Defensive Player of the Year twice in 1969 and 1970, uh, 75th anniversary all-time team, 60s and 70s all decade team when you think about uh, linebackers when you think about inside linebackers you think Chicago Bears and the best one there is Dick Butkus and they've got a long list of them Mike Singletary Brian Urlacher I mean and Dick Butkus was one of the most fearsome 
defensive players in NFL history. Number 51 for the Chicago Bears, Dick Butkus. Coming in at number 12, going to go back to the offensive side of the ball. And it's the best offensive lineman, best offensive lineman to have ever played the game. Anthony Munoz coming in at number 11, left tackle, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, played a one one year. Well, he had a little bit of a stint, I guess, with Tampa Bay, if you want to call that, in 93. But 1980 to 1992, Anthony played with the Bengals, 11-time Pro Bowler, 9-time first-team uh, All-Pro, 2-time second-team All-Pro, was the 80s All-Decade team, and the 75th anniversary All-Time team. Played in 185 games, started in 182 of those. I don't think there's any question. When you ask people around the NFL or fans of the NFL, who's the best offensive lineman, who's the best left tackle to have ever played the game, Anthony Munoz is the answer. Clearly the answer. There's been some good ones, but not as good as Anthony Munoz. So that's why he comes in at number 12 on my list. And at number 11, we've got another quarterback coming in at number 11. We're going to go with Johnny U. It's the golden arm, Johnny Unitas, Colts quarterback. Uh, played a little, Started off his career with Pittsburgh uh, for a little bit of a center and then finishing it up uh, with the Chargers. Was a Super Bowl champion, three-time uh, overall NFL champion, 10-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, three-time MVP, 59-64-67. Led the NFL four times in passing yards, four times in passing touchdowns. Also was the 75th anniversary all-time team in the 1960s all-decade team. 290 touchdowns to 253 interceptions, over just over 40,000 passing yards. Dude played in an era. You know, when the pass game was starting to get going here a little bit in the 50s, 60s, uh, or very early part of the 70s, but mostly during the 60s here, late to early, late 50s to uh, throughout the 60s. So putting up a number of 290 touchdowns with over 40,000 yards, it's pretty dang impressive. Now, he had some good guys to throw to, like Raymond Barry, but still, uh, pretty impressive numbers for the era that Johnny Unitas played in, and that's why he comes in at number 11 on my list. Johnny Unitas, quarterback for the Colts. Let's recap picks 20 through 11 before we get to the top 10. Coming in at number 20, guard John Hanna. Deacon Jones at number 19. Quarterback Sammy Baugh at 18. Mean Joe Green coming in at number 17. Current Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers at 16. 15, Detroit Lions running back Barry Sanders. At number 14, Otto Graham. 13, linebacker, Chicago Bears, Dick Buckus. Number 12, Anthony Munoz. And at number 11, Johnny Unitas. Coming in at number 10 to kick off the top 10 players of all time. Wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Don Hudson. If anybody knows me, you're not too surprised with this pick. But Don Hudson, I think, gets overlooked so much for the impact that he had in the 30s and the 40s. You have to compare. When you compare players of different eras, you have to compare them within their eras. And he might have been the most dominant athlete or at least one of the most dominant athletes during his era, easily probably the most dominant uh, football player during his era. And it took a long time for some of these players 
to break some of the records that he's set. Three-time NFL champion, four-time All-Star, eight-time first-team All-Pro, two-time MVP, led the league eight times in receptions, seven times in receiving yards, uh, nine times in receiving touchdowns, 75th anniversary all-time team, and 30s all-decade team. Oh, by the way, he led the NFL in interceptions in 1942. Uh, 99 career receiving touchdowns, just under 8,000 receiving yards, 488 uh, receptions, 30 interceptions to go in his career, too. Now, you know, the the knock on him from some people is, well, he played in an era where the passing game really wasn't a factor. I think that actually helps his case. The fact that it wasn't really a factor and defenses might not have known how to play, uh, you know, the, the pass that much. Well, first of all, they could pretty much get away with whatever they wanted to do, defensive backs and receivers. Plus, no offense to the quarterbacks. I know some of them ended up being in the Hall of Fame. They couldn't throw a ball like an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady either. So what Don Hudson did was even more remarkable, in my opinion. So that's why I think he gets overlooked so much. I'm glad there's uh, a few NFL historians and analysts out there that still put him as one of the best players of all time, and he absolutely is a top-10 player to have ever played this game was fast as hell, too. Don Hudson coming in at number 10. Maybe one of the more toughest football players to have ever played the game. If you were playing Techno Bowl back in the day and you weren't Bo Jackson and the Raiders, you were probably the 49ers. And another reason for that was because of Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott coming in at number Nine four-time Super Bowl champion, ten-time Pro Bowler, eight-time first-team All-Pro, seventy-fifth uh, anniversary All-Time team, eighties and nineties All-Decade team, one thousand one hundred and forty-six tackles, sixty-three interceptions, sixteen forced fumbles. Dude, cut a finger off just to go play in a game. Ronnie Lott was one of the toughest, most physical defensive backs in history, and I think the best defensive back in NFL history, one of the best defensive players to have ever played the game, Ronnie Lott, coming in at number nine on my list. Number eight, we're going to go with Chicago Bears running back Walter Payton. Sweetness coming in at number eight, Super Bowl champ, nine-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro, also a second-team All-Pro MVP in 1977. At one point was the NFL's rushing uh, leader, career rushing leader, until Emmett Smith broke it, but uh, also making the 70s and 80s all-decade team and a 75th anniversary all-time team. 4.4 yards per carry, finishing his career with 16,726 yards, uh, 492 catches for 4,538 yards with 15 receiving touchdowns as well. Sweetness from the Chicago Bears uh, coming in at number 8 on my top 100 players of all time uh, running back for the Chicago Bears. Number seven, we're going to go with another quarterback, Peyton Manning, making the list at number seven. Colts, Broncos winning a Super Bowl for each of those franchises. Uh, Also a 14-time Pro Bowler, seven-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, five-time NFL MVP. Uh, Also Holds NFL records for the most uh, passing touchdowns, 539. Most passing touchdowns in a season. Most passing yards in a season. And obviously has the most MVPs as well. Uh, career yardages of of 71,940. 
I don't think there was a smarter quarterback to have ever played the game. And I'm not trying to knock any other players who played the position. But, I mean, that guy, Good. we've watched him. Lots of you have watched him. The calls at the line of scrimmage, the hurry-ups, the changing of the plays, the Omahas, if you will, uh, even though those were technically changing plays all the time. But uh, it was just, I don't know of another guy, because we, we know he didn't have the, the strongest arm. But yet the guy was throwing it all over the place and throwing so many touchdowns, having so many yards. It was all on timing, and the guy put in all the work off the field, all the all the schoolwork into playing the position of quarterback. I think the smartest, smartest guy or smartest quarterback to have ever played in NFL history. And that's a big reason why he comes in at number seven on my list. Looking at number six, I think the best defensive lineman to have ever played this game, Reggie White coming in at number 66. Philadelphia Eagles, Green Bay Packers, Super Bowl champ, 13-time Pro Bowler, 10-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, two-time defensive player of the year, led the NFL in sacks twice, uh, career sacks of 198, 33 forced fumbles, three interceptions, and two touchdowns in his career, if you're looking at that. Bruce Smith breaking his record for career sacks. Uh, Super Bowl Thirty One, the iconic uh, kind of closing it out with three sacks uh, on Drew Bledsoe, had the move, the little upper arm move that uh, no offensive lineman seemed like they could stop. But Reggie White was easily the best defensive player in his era for my money, the minister of defense. Uh, one of the, you hear stories from players, you know, was the most uh, intimidating defensive player, but could be you know the nicest guy as well. So Reggie White coming in at number six on my list. Getting to the top five now, and at number five, we're going to go with yet another quarterback. The comeback kid, Joe Cool, Joe Montana, making my list at number five. Four-time Super Bowl champ, uh, three-time Super Bowl MVP, eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, two-time NFL MVP. We know his wins. We know his Super Bowl rings, part of those uh, dominant 49ers teams back in the day. Uh, Joe Montana, uh, you know, you look at the numbers, it's 40,000 passing yards, 273 touchdowns. Yeah, they're not eye-popping in relating to today's standards, but you got to look at during the eras they played and at the and during the type of style of games that they played during their era. And I don't know of another uh, better quarterback to have played in the 80s than Joe Montana. No offense to Elway and, and Marino and that, but when we talk about quarterbacks, you know, everybody's going to have their differences. Well, the best quarterback has to be the most talented quarterback. Was Joe Montana the most talented quarterback? No. But if your preference is, you know, most the best quarterback has to be the most talented quarterback, that's your preference. To me, when I come up with these, I add in a, a bunch of different factors. How many championships? It's not the sole reason because football is the ultimate team game, in my opinion, but it is a factor, numbers, and just, you know, watch the film. Watch the film on these guys. There's other intangibles when you look at the quarterbacks and trying to figure out who the best one is, in my opinion. In my opinion. And Joe Montana, you were never out of a game with him at quarterback. So that's why he comes in at number five. And at number four, maybe a little bit too low for some people on this list, but it was uh, the guy he threw to quite a bit, 
wide receiver Jerry Rice, three-time champion, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP in 1987, 13-time Pro Bowler, 10-time first team, uh, two-time second team uh, as well. I don't know if any wide receiver is going to break his numbers. Uh, career records in receptions, 1,549. Career records in receiving yards, 22,895. Career receiving touchdowns, 197. 208 total touchdowns <laughs> record there too. So uh, all-purpose yards is over 23,000. Jerry Rice, the longevity, sure it played into a factor of it. Was he the most talented wide receiver? No, but the dude got it done. The dude got it done. Probably the best uh, route runner in, in the game. So Jerry Rice coming in at number four on my list. Maybe it's surprising some people uh, with my number three pick, too. The final quarterback to make it, Tom Brady. Tom Brady I have got at number three, six-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl MVP, three-time NFL MVP, four-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro. We know his numbers. We know his uh, Super Bowl wins. He's got over 70,000 yards passing. Um, It's just the big thing with Brady Eight, he's done it with so many different people on his roster. I swear the Patriots teams, how many roster turnovers that that team has had, and yet they still win games. You can say it's Bill Belichick. You can say it's Tom Brady. But a lot of these quarterbacks, they're, they're, they're paired with a pretty dang good coach. Joe Montana, no different. Okay? So you can, you can say who's more to... Uh, more to credit, I guess, in the Patriots' success. You still need a quarterback to get the job done. And Tom Brady has gotten the job done quite a bit, quite a bit on the field of play, and that's why he's coming in at number three on my list. Number two, we've got a defensive player. We're going to go Lawrence Taylor coming in at number two, the Giants uh, linebacker, two-time champion, ten-time Pro Bowler, nine-time first-team All-Pro, one-time second-team All-Pro, NFL MVP as a defensive player uh, in 1986. He's got 1,089 tackles, 132.5 sacks, 75th anniversary all-time team, 80s all-decade team. Maybe the most dominant. No, actually he is. On my list, the most dominant defensive player ever to play the game. Most dominant defensive player to have ever played the game. And I think yeah, he kind of changed the game, too. Those outside linebackers, look at today's game. It's Von Miller. It's Khalil Mack. You know, the outside linebackers, the three, four defenses. I think Lawrence Taylor, LT, kind of changed the game and and, and, and made a position pretty popular. Kevin Green, you know, during era, same era, put up a lot of sacks, too. I think he gets overrated. He made my list, though. But LT was the most dominant and maybe the most fearsome defensive player to have ever played the game. Coming in at number two on my list. So, after lots of back and forth, crossing out names, moving them up and down lists, I finally settled on my number one guy. It it took a few different variations, I'll be honest with you. I moved up some guys up and down, and I think I finally settled on my number one player to have ever played in the NFL. And it's running back Jim Brown for the Cleveland Browns. NFL champion, uh, nine-time Pro Bowler, 
eight-time first-team All-Pro, second-time or second-team All-Pro, three-time MVP, 57, 58, and 1965. Played only from 1957 to 1965, so a little bit of a shorter career. Be interesting to see what some of his numbers were if he played a couple more years because even so, and with fewer games, he rushed for over 12,000 yards, had 5.2 yards per carry, 106 rushing touchdowns, and 20 receiving touchdowns. So he only played from 57 to 65. Maybe playing a couple more years on there. Curious to see what his numbers would have been then. And fewer games, too, in the, in, during the era when he played. Six foot two, 232 pounds at a running back, back in the 50s and 60s. Dude ran over people. Scary. What an awesome... Awesome offensive threat. He could have played in today's game. We talk about guys that could they play in today's game. Jim Brown could have played in today's game, and he still would have dominated in today's game easily. Easily. I would have loved to have seen Jim Brown play in person. I think he's the best player in NFL history. Jim Brown running back for the Cleveland Browns. All right, that's it. That's my list. If you missed any of the picks, well, you can go back to previous uh, podcast episodes. But uh, that's that's my project. It's over with. The top 100 NFL players of all time. It was a fun project. At times it was an agonizing project. But here we go. We got her done. And Jim Brown, uh, with all my picks and erasing and crossing out names and all that, ends up being number one on my list. So tell me how I did. You can tweet at me. You can send me a message. All that fun stuff. But uh, it's over. The top 100 players of all time in honor of 100 seasons in the NFL. In the next episode of the Man Cave Football Podcast, we're going to be talking about some games. Getting closer to the start of the NFL season. But this is the Man Cave Football Podcast. I am your host, Dan Casper. Uh, Subscribe to my podcast wherever. Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever uh, you, you get your podcast from. Make sure you subscribe and uh, would appreciate if you can leave a good rating as well. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper.